Hey girl, and welcome to the Soul Social Podcast with your host, Nina Webb. This podcast is your one-stop shop for all things mindset, business strategy, manifestation, and more. After building a successful online community of over 13,000 women and scaling to 5K months in a matter of months, I am on a mission to help as many women as possible do the same. I want to help you take action to build a life of time and financial freedom you've always dreamed of and to truly believe in yourself and your business. I'll be spilling the tea in weekly episodes about what it actually takes to step into your next level self and have a successful business. So grab a cup of coffee or a herbal green tea and let's dive into the episode. So today I have another guest on the podcast, the incredible Sophia Luisa from at Sophia Luisa Marketing and at Sophia Luisa Coaching. She built up an incredible six-figure branding and design business where she helps you develop a bespoke identity through branding, print and IG to increase brand awareness and sales. She has then pivoted into business coaching a few months ago and I love her business coaching brand. It's all about authenticity and bringing yourself into your business. She's an incredible human with amazing energy and someone who I've actually had the pleasure of meeting personally from the online space. So welcome, Sophia, to the podcast. So Sophia, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, so I'm Sophia Louisa. Um, so I own two businesses. My first business is Sophia Louisa Marketing, which is um started off as like web design brand design um print design like print marketing um and I now do social media management so I'm really trying to make it more of like social media based rather than like print based um and as well as that I also now coach like online business owners um so mainly helping them with how to like stand out how to be authentic um online how to just attract clients without having to like cold message people and how to make good money in the industry as well so um in the design industry no one really speaks about their income and it's not very known that you can make like a good amount of money so basically just helping people to firstly see that and then how they can actually do that um so I'll just give you like a background of like how I got into what I do um so I've dropped out of uni twice um <laughs> yeah if one wasn't enough I just have to do it twice um so how I got into design um I don't have like any qualifications or like experience or anything in it so when I was 14 I made my dad's business logo like just on an app on my phone just for fun because I just love doing that sort of stuff I was like really strange um and then uh five years later so just before we went into the first lockdown he asked me to make a website for the same business um so I just did it because I like I liked like doing stuff on computers um and then after I did that it was my dad that said to me like why don't you just set up a Facebook page and see like what you can do with it like maybe you can make websites for other people to get you through uni because I was in the second round of uni trying again <laughs> um so I did that then I made an Instagram and I just followed loads of like logo designers on Instagram and I was like oh this looks fun I'm going to teach myself how to do that now as well um so I just taught myself how to do graphic design um and then just grew the business from there so it mainly was like grown on Instagram and then that's where I started branching out into like print items social media um and it just I just kind of went with it and just saw like where I could take it um, and then that business hit six figures within 14 months, which was October last year. Um, but I'm always transparent. It was 100K turnover, not profit. Wish it was profit, but not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of last year, so the end of 2021, is when I started up the coaching. Um, 
business and I just got loads of questions from people like can I learn from you like how, like, how can I like do what you've done um, and that's where I just kind of fell into that as well I just thought I'd love to be able to help people because um, no one really knew that you could make that money in the industry so I thought why not show people how to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing so good to hear a bit more about your story um, I'm interested like in uni what what were you doing in uni and kind of like were you not loving it kind of tell us a bit about that experience of dropping out twice and, and how that impacted you. Okay this is, this is so weird so the first time I did business management with marketing which is literally what I own a business in but I hated it in uni like I just I just couldn't do it so I did I went there four years ago it was 2018 yeah four years ago um so I went to Leeds and I moved to Leeds which is like just over an hour away um and I was dead excited to move out and I got there and I just thought oh my god I can't this is not for me (laughs) I just the uni lifestyle of like dirt and like food everywhere (laughs) like I just I just couldn't it was awful so um I remember it was my second night and I just got the train home and I was like I'm coming home for a bit like I can't do this anymore um so my mum was like Sophia like come on (laughs) you've just gone like you need to go back so I went back um but I was just constantly coming home or like I'd I'd go I'd treat it like college so I'd get the train to Leeds and then back home when I finished uni like for the day (laughs) um I just wasn't really like in it I didn't like living away from home um and like learning about business was just not and I know now it's not the same as running a business um and I'd always been into business so my dad's got his own business and my grandma had hers um so I've always been around it and I didn't have a business at the time so I thought well I'll just go and study it instead um and it just wasn't as I expected which obviously is never going to be the same if you've been taught it rather than Mm. actually doing it um so that was that I lasted two months there went home early for Christmas and never went back um and then the second time um so I was just doing like I was just working in like different jobs after that um and then I was working as a paralegal um for a law firm and then I was like oh this is quite interesting so the following September like after I'd just dropped out I went to uni in Manchester and did law um so I lived at home and because I lived at home I really really enjoyed it like a lot more um it was just a living away from home that I couldn't do (laughs) I just couldn't live with other people um so yeah I did I did the law degree um and then I dropped out in my second year of the law degree and that was just because the business was just so busy and I think I just found like what I was supposed to do so I thought I don't need to do this degree because I know like that's 100% not for me anymore yeah and how did you find like so you said your dad has a business and was it I think your grandma you said has a business yeah. as well so how did you find that um like growing up do you feel like that impacted you to have a business a lot because that must have been really good I guess to have that uh like business mindset around you or do you feel like it kind of put pressure on you to have a business uh no it was definitely good like a hundred percent um because every time I speak to people now they're like um like like little things like my dad knows exactly like what you do with your tax and stuff and like a lot of my business friends haven't got a clue and I've always got him there to ask him because it's literally like that's what he does um and like being around 
them that that is the reason that I'm so like business minded 100% because it's like also I've grown up around um and like I remember when I was in primary school I don't know how I remember this because I was so young and I told my dad about it and he was like what um I remember pretending to be sick because I just didn't want to be in school and my dad came and picked me up um and he was like I think he felt sorry for me he was like should we go out for some lunch um (laughs) but it was just like that he could take time out and he didn't have to like ask for like time off work like he was just working for himself so like the fact that he could do that um at like a random point in the day like in the week even though I was dead young it's so weird that's just stuck with me like I was like that's what I want um and yeah so that's like made me like the way I am which I'm really glad for um and like my little brother's the exact same now I think he's like even more business-minded than me like which is yeah that's so good because I feel like you know we don't get taught in school like we don't get taught anything about business our personal finance at all um even like and I mean I feel like a lot of people would be like hesitant around you having a business if they didn't have that experience themselves like even my parents were like you know you don't do this business like they were telling me to get a stable job um and even though like my dad's really into finance so he was able to teach me that side but they also I should do like a, a stable income like they they all didn't want me to do a business and I think it is really powerful I think having that support from your family um yeah. and so it's really great you were able to have that but okay so tell me a little bit about your first business a little bit more depth and how you took it to six figures in 14 months because I feel like what an achievement it was 14 <laughs> months right yeah. Yeah, yeah what an achievement like that's just insane so tell us a little bit about, about how you did it and if you have any advice for anyone who's looking to scale their business as well yeah oh, well thank you firstly <laughs> um yeah so I like so I wrote an ebook about this and I tried to like break it down and I was really like what did I actually do because I'll be completely honest at the time I was just winging it I never had any, any intentions of starting the business in the first place. Then I had no intentions of growing it. And then when it was getting close to six figures, I was like, oh my God, right. Okay, this is actually like proper. So I think firstly, it's like there was no pressure attached to it because I never had the expectations of that happening. Like when I started it, it was just, I want some money to like get through uni. And then we went into lockdown and it was like, well, it's giving me something to do because we can't go anywhere. Um and then when I made like my first thousand pound in a month, that was like what I used to earn working full time. That's when I was like, oh, okay, like I can make like an actual full time wage. There was never like, I want it to be like really big. So I think I didn't have any pressure attached to it, which made it a lot easier. And like when people ask me now, like for advice, it's like they're asking for advice on how to get six figures, but you need to do all like the other little bits first. Like don't just focus on that kind of end goal. Um And then I think like I niched down straight away with the branding business. So I work mainly with the beauty and aesthetics industry. um, And that's an industry that like, it's like, that's like my hobby, like every single beauty treatment, like I'll get it done. Like I love it. Mm -hmm. So I think because I picked an industry first and it was clear who I worked with and I had a massive interest in it, I just connected really, really well with all my clients. Um, And I think because they could feel that, they recommended me then to other people like that worked in their salon um so like word of mouth was really big for me and it still is like I can go weeks without posting on Instagram but I'll still get clients because I've been recommended by like a previous client um so like niching down and really picking who you want to work with and like specializing in one thing and being the best at that rather than trying to do like five ten different things and like like being okay at them 
an offer and everything um so like try and like master your skill first and do what you're best at so for me like I do still work with people from other industries and like every now and then I'll have like someone like I had like a plumber wanted a logo and I was like I'll do it because it's a simple design but like it's not me and like if I'd have kept working with people like that it just wouldn't really have gone anywhere mm-hmm. um so like it's clear who I work with and I try and like or oh, aiming to be the best at like my um like skills so like design stuff for their industry um and like I've just branched out into social media management and I've only just done that now when I feel like I've kind of mastered the other bits and now I can like go into something else um and this is something that no one really speaks about but customer service like yeah. every time some like, people are saying like how they got to like these big milestones no one ever mentions customer service but mm-hmm. like if I hadn't have treated my client well I still treat my clients like loyal, like royalty but like if I hadn't have done that there's no way they would have recommended me like as much as they did um so obviously like have boundaries but in the beginning like I did do like extra bits for clients so like I do a few things for free on top of other bits because you want to get like a good relationship with those first people in the first place um so yeah treat your clients like royalty because they are literally like who pay your bills and if someone has a bad experience why are they going to tell someone else to go and pay you yeah um but I'd say they're like the main things um and like little things like planning as well like I always make a to-do list like I'll always be clear on like how much money I want to make and like this is how many clients have to get to get to that goal um and like yeah I'd say they're they're the main things but probably those more stuff will come to me (laughs) yeah I think what you said there as well about like um customer service and like doing really well with with your current clients like that's so huge and I think so many people like they think um you know it's all about like getting new clients and like things like that and like how to market yourself and just get this constant influx of new clients and that's what you need but in the coaching space as well it's the same like you get so much recurring revenue from recurring clients like that's probably how I make a lot of my income is like sales on the back end and it's just kind of like sales to um existing clients like putting them on different packages things like that um people moving through my product suite as well so say someone's bought a course from me and this actually happens so someone bought um selling with soul which i'll be relaunching very soon and um, someone bought that like a, a few months ago and then they just signed to be a one-to-one client so it's just things like that, that and like offering people like like you said this sort of personalized experience and like vip experience where and it's whatever feels good to, to you like if it feels good you know adding in something for free on top if it doesn't take yeah. you a lot of work then that's fine but the way that I do it in coaching is I do bundles so this is what I do like a lot of the time if people are interested in like two things say and they're being like oh I'm not sure how to decide between like these one or two things and I just say you know if you're thinking of both like I can bundle them both at like a huge discount for you and I just say things like that and like people love that people love this VIP feeling and being feeling like they're being treated like a, like a VIP. And I do special offers, like I said, for my current clients, like if they want to keep working with me, I'll offer them that at a reduced rate and things like that. And and people really appreciate that and appreciate you going the extra mile. And I think that's one thing as well is like going the extra mile all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. I think the mistake that people make a lot of the time is if they know, say if their current client like isn't going to resign they might think like oh you know I'll just like not put in that much effort then but like a huge thing I do is like I keep going all the way to the end like right to the very last day with my client and like making sure she gets 100% even afterwards like the big thing for me is I don't just like forget my clients exist like I was telling the story for you of like how I um 
recently like re-signed a previous one-to-one client who I'd worked with months ago and I was kind of like maintaining the relationship on stories and things like that just replying to her checking in on her um but like not selling to her or anything like that and then she just recently even though she wasn't replying to any of that she just recently came back and re-signed with me and I think that's so huge it's just like even just like not just ghosting people as soon as they stop paying you like even if you know I'll always be there to support you like even after after we start working together like just because you're not paying me doesn't mean I'm not your biggest fan like I'm not going to cheerlead you and I think people really respect that as well yeah exactly like that's how I am with my clients or like past clients or like just I'll always interact with them build a relationship with them like I have um clients on like monthly content post subscriptions and there's a few that have stopped for a little bit but I'll still interact with them all the time. Like I still keep a relationship because when they want something else, they're ready to come back. I've not just cut them off. Um, and also I'm going to pull a statistic up for you. So <laughs> I love it. Get the stats. I love it. I put this in my ebook and I'm like, you mentioned something. I was like, I need to say that. So attaining a new client can cost five times more than retaining an existing one. And you have a 60 to 70% better success rate of signing a client that you already had because you've yes. got um, a relationship with them so yeah. I always say to people keep the clients that you've got close so because the time that you'll save then trying to find new ones and like onboarding them getting to know them yeah. then you might not even get on with them like keep those clients close so so true and I think like especially um with something like coaching like you said you mentioned as well like thinking of things in advance as well like planning that sort of in advance planning and getting a little bit more structured with people planning your days and things like that and planning out not just your days I guess but planning out like what you want to do for like the next couple months or like your launches and things like that I think that's so huge and like it's a big thing with one-to-one spots as well specifically say um because like you'll be you know you'll approach those people first like say you're you're working with someone one-to-one and they've got like three weeks left or something in their coaching of like a three-month package and then you approach them and you're like hey, like, do you want to resign? Like, whatever. And you start to talk about it. And then they say, yes. Like, then you don't even need to market that spot because that spot's already gone. Yeah. And that happens so much of the time where, like, if you've had a really good service, and I think also, like I've just mentioned then, doing it, like, a few weeks in advance, not leaving it right to the last session or, like, the last, like, say if it was, like, um, one of your clients for severe loose marketing, like, right to the last, like, task, whatever that was, like, right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because then people don't really have time to think about it. People, you know, it's, it's going to take a lot for people to just suddenly be like, oh, yeah, like I'll resign tomorrow if you've literally yeah. given them like a day to think about it. Yeah. But if you give them a few weeks to think about it, then they might be like, actually, yeah. And you also, like I said, during that time, put in your effort right to the end and you show them like, even though even if they might say something like, I'm not sure yet or whatever, then you show them that you'll keep going. And then that's what often gets them to resign. Yeah, definitely. Like people just want to be like well looked after. And yeah. like no matter the amount of money someone pays, they're never going to want to come back if they're having a bad service and like that's another thing like with my my pricing as well like mm-hmm. I started on 30 pound for a logo which is now 300 so like I've made a massive jump 10 times yeah um yeah but like if I ever felt like I'm not getting paid enough to offer a good service that's how I knew I needed to increase my yeah. prices so it's like if you feel like you're giving too much time to give a good service and you need to put your prices up because yeah. you'll find yourself not giving enough yeah you don't feel like you're being paid enough for exactly. it exactly I remember I once spoke to you I think about um the fact that you've never worked for free and you've like always set that standard or like throughout both your businesses you've never like just been like oh yeah I'll just take on like all these free clients and yeah. I see people do this a lot like especially when they like launch coaching for example and they take on like loads of free clients and then I'm just like this is just devaluing your brand like I, I never done that 
I like found a different way. Like I, like you did as well, you launched an ebook and then kind of like people got to know you and I did the same. Like I launched an ebook, a range of ebooks, the collective and things like that. People got to know me. Then I launched one to one. But I think, you know, like you said, like, I think people think you have to work for free and you have to do this. But I think when you set that standard and you say like, actually, I'm, I'm never going to work for free. Like, even if your prices were a lot less, like the whole point is you've always seen it as a business and you've always seen it as like, I'm going to get paid for this and I'm not just going to do like, you know, loads of this stuff for free. And I think that's an important thing as well in yeah. helping you scale. It's like that, that mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when I started coaching, I did two calls with like two of my business friends mm-hmm. um, for like for free, but, it, but in exchange for testimonial. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is like the only time that I like yeah for free. Um, and that was more for my own confidence. Was like, I want to, I want to do it with someone I know then I know that when I when someone pays me, I know that I can give them a good service. Yeah. Um, but the way I run that business is different to like the way I run the branding business. It's like no one will can ever expect anything for free with that business. Like that's not how it works. And I don't ever get clients expecting more than what they've paid for because I've set that like it's clear from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's so true. And it's so good that you've like set that expectation of just being like, you know what, people don't even think to ask me for stuff for free and I think it takes time to build it up to be honest in the beginning you will get people ask you for yeah. stuff for free but the more you say no to people the more you set that boundary the more you say no to just like giving free advice and just like whatever in the dms I think the more that makes it clear so like even then what you said where you said you had like a couple of calls with people that you know like friends for free I think that's a difference between like yeah. just say publicly just being like I'm doing all these free sessions, like say on your stories, like advertising, be like, I'm doing all these free sessions. Like, you know, let me know, like message me if you want a free session. And like, even like, that was a little bit how I felt when I used to do discovery calls. I don't, do you still do discovery calls? I've never, this is another You've thing. You've never done it. I have never that's done it. You like, did that instead so, of discovery calls. Yeah. I'm so against that. Yeah. I just think if someone wants to work with you, they'll oh. pay you. You don't need to yeah. convince them. And because yeah. you're using up your time then as well. That's it. And we were talking before about how we don't <laughs> like calls that much necessarily as well, anyway. But um I think like, yeah, exactly. I felt like just all these calls just like clogged up my calendar. And it was just like, you know, all these people, because the way I marketed it in the beginning was very much like have a free session with me, like whatever, like, you know, pick my brain, free 30 minutes free like coaching and then obviously I had all these freeloaders come in and just be like well what can I get out of you for free for 30 minutes and then I really pivoted it and I started to talk about it as like an introduction to my one-to-one coaching and then after that I had a lot less calls but I had a lot higher success rate and then eventually I let go of them all together because I just realized around I think it was around October I realized like this is not really necessary and then if people want to do a call like that's absolutely fine if people want to just meet me in person and just see my face and just see how we get on over a call I'll do like 15 minutes that's it and I'll just be like hi Johnny questions like whatever like let's talk about it but I never publicly talk about it I never offer it to people it's like if people want it and they say to me like do you mind if we just hop on a quick call so that's what happened with my with my recent client actually who I just signed we did that and then she was just like yeah I just wanted to confirm like that we would get on on you know on a call and stuff like that and just see how you were on a call and like that's absolutely fine but I'll never be that person who's there marketing it because like you said I feel like it's just it's just not necessary and like you said you shouldn't have to convince people to work with you and the fact is we give so much content away for free as it is like we have a podcast we have lives like we have like uh all our free content on instagram like our reels everything like and people can really get to know you when they like binge your podcast or like binge your lives and stuff like that's where they get to know you and like your coaching you know it doesn't that's like instagram as well isn't it like people can get to know you and Mm -hmm. like with with um the branding like 
I don't like offer consultations as like, yeah, can we have a consultation call? But mm. if someone asks, I'm like, I'll happily do it. But um, yeah. the way I do, like, I charge for a consultation call. Oh, and then if you book yeah. in, I'll take that off, like, so their amount. So, yeah. yeah, I'm always being, like, compensated, basically, for my time. Um, but, yeah, I've found it works better that way. I think, like, if I was to just offer, like, yeah, let's just do, like, free consultations, mm-hmm. I just feel like people, people don't respect your time as much when it's free, do they? yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you do market your business then, because um, we don't do discovery calls if we don't do any of that stuff. So let's talk a little bit about attraction marketing, because I know that's something we're both like, really, we love it. Um, and it feels like a really like non-sleazy way to sell, I guess. So I guess I wanted to ask you, is that always the way you've sold? Have you ever like in the beginning felt like you had to do these like super masculine, aggressive tactics? I don't know, either in your, in your branding business or when you pivoted into coaching. And then, you know, when did you first like start to start to market, like using this sort of attraction marketing method? Yeah, to be honest, I've always done attraction marketing. I just didn't know that that's what it was. And it was actually called. Yeah. I just thought, all these people are just coming to me. Like, what, what's going what on? <laughs> um, but like, when I first started my branding business, I I posted loads on like, you know, like the Facebook, like buy and sell groups or like the local groups. Mm-hmm. I posted like loads on that sort of thing. Because at the time I wanted like local businesses because I just, I think because I didn't have plans for it to be like a big business, I just thought, oh, I'll just keep it like local. I'll just do people like like in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just shared and it wasn't like sales. It was basically just like, this is my work. Like, this is what I'm offering. Um, like, send me a message if you want to book in. So mm-hmm. I did that on like loads of the Facebook groups. Um, and I got one of, so it's actually the girl that does my hair extensions now. And she's like mm-hmm. literally one of my bestest clients ever. And like, we've got like such a good relationship um and that's where she found me and she was like I just loved that you were just putting yourself out there and like you just was like really trying and I thought well I'll just I'll just give her like give her a chance and then we've just ended up getting on really well um so that's what I did to start with and I did like Facebook and Instagram ads as well just kind of like get myself out there um but other than that that's the only like really like marketing like salesy sort of thing I've ever really done um other than that it is like attraction marketing so I just I've always been like authentic and just tried to be myself um I, to be honest I just couldn't be bothered trying to be someone else like I just I'm too lazy for it like I just couldn't do it um like I'd rather just focus on other things so I think because I've always been like myself throughout and I only really started showing up on my stories like a year ago, but I always tried to get my personality out in like other ways. So I was too shy to like film myself talking, but like my captions would always try and have like, you could tell it was me. Um, Like the people that I worked with was always like around like the same sort of vibe. Um, So just like always get my personality out there. Um, But since I have like shown up in the last year, um, clients literally just come to me like I can go like a month this sounds really bad but I can go a month without posting on Instagram like on my feed and I will still get like a good amount of DMs and I'll get clients out of it because um like I'll be putting stuff on my stories or they just like have known me for ages um and yeah so since since showing up like it's obviously grown a lot but yeah it's just mainly like being authentic and just being exactly how you would want your clients to be so that the people that are like that want to come to you yeah do you see a difference with like marketing on your like branding page versus like your coaching page like do you see it as different or do you do anything different or is it just very much like kind of the same 
on stories? Um, yeah, it's completely different. And I didn't think it would be, but it, it's, it's so strange how different it is. So with like marketing, and I don't know if this is just because it's been going longer and I've built the brand up more than coaching, but like I said, like I, I cannot post and I'll always make a good income. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can just, I don't have to in any sort of way, like sell and just post a picture of a client's project with the name of the client and people will message me and ask for that um or like I can just post my availability on my story and that will make people want to buy um and I don't know if it's because of maybe it's like the nature of the business or just because I've grown that more whereas coaching um I'm working with less people anyway because there's like you only work with a few people at a time um and I feel like you've always got to be on like you, if you kind of take a step back it's like you're not really going to make the money that you were making mm-hmm. um and like if you're having an off day like people can sense that and you just don't really like sell as much as you would mm-hmm. um so I feel like you've got to be you've got to show up a lot more and I suppose coaching you literally are just selling yourself whereas branding I'm selling my skills and my services so I don't even if I'm not feeling on I can post a picture of some business cards and I can still make money so yeah yeah it's different. different yeah I think um I think what you said as well about like the other account your branding account how you've took time to build it up and how that's been going for quite a while as well I think that's what helps you with with the sales and like how people just come out of nowhere and things like that is because of the personal yeah. brand I like, built up and like it does take time and like you know I've got to a point with Soul social now where people can inquire like even when I'm not necessarily posting and a lot of that is because of the personal branding like when I was on holiday yeah. and things like that like people messaging you um but I think you're right that like you know it is showing up in a different way and like with coaching it is all about you and like you as a person whereas branding is maybe obviously it's so much about you but it's also like about the service and like you know whereas coaching like you literally are the service so you know like you said people can sense if you're like you know having an off day or or whatever and it does make it a little bit harder to show up but I guess with coaching like how do you then like kind of use probably stories is probably the main way I guess we mark ourselves isn't it for coaching so how do you tend to like use stories then to to use to kind of talk about your services and to kind of do this whole attraction marketing thing so I remember you talked about your holiday as well and how you said you sold out your mini mind on your holiday just from your stories I think or from behind the scenes so like talk to us about that because I'm super interested to hear yeah um it's for me it's just showing my life so I think because I've got like the six figure like little title or everyone to call it my client clients that work with me are because they want to have like like a similar lifestyle so I need to show that lifestyle to kind of get them to want to buy like if that's what they're interested in obviously some people like to just see like that I I know how to design and stuff but the majority is like like behind the scenes and my life and like they can see that if they do the things that I've done their life could look like similar to this or like they could have like the freedom to go on holiday um so when I went on holiday in February, I was partway through the mini mine launch. I didn't have anyone in. Uh, and I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to holiday and just enjoy myself. Like it doesn't happen. It's fine. Um, and I sold out all the spaces whilst I was on holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was posting as a holiday content. And again, it, I think it's just because they could see like the freedom that I built. I could just go on this holiday. I was doing bits of work, but I was choosing like what I did and when I did it. Um, and I didn't have to ask like someone for time off or anything like that. And that's what kind of like got people to buy and just like showing like yourself and that you're a real person. Um, and just, yeah, people just like to see realness, don't they? Like, 
yeah I'm gonna show you exactly what I'm doing on holiday and like I'm just gonna be like open and honest yeah 100% I think people love to see that lifestyle like people are just nosy to be honest like people love to exactly. see that I always say that <laughs> <laughs> people just love to see what you're up to and I think so much of the time I think like often lifestyle content is what gets people in and like gets them interested in you and like kind of hooks them in and then after that they're kind of like then they might pay attention to your sales content in a way they might be like oh yeah. okay like now that they've watched your lifestyle stories and then you then post a sales story they might be like oh okay actually you know this is quite interesting so even like an example of this so yesterday so I posted on my story about how I booked to go to Bali and I did quite a few stories about that and obviously I was talking about how I was going through a breakup and then I just was like fuck it I'm going to Bali bye <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, love it and um yeah so I posted like stories about that I was like yeah this is I posted like some emotional stories I was like any recommendations I had loads of replies to that and then like later in the day I posted um some like because I'm relaunching something with soul soon and I posted about that on my stories and got people to guess and got like had a waitlist link as well and that had like more clicks and I've had in a link on eight in ages because it came after this like lifestyle content people were like yeah. oh you know people probably th- looking at it and thinking oh like it'd be cool if I could go to Bali for a month and like loads of people were messaging me being like oh take me with you like I wish I could come and you know and then I saw this whole thing about like uh you know about how to sell how to have a successful business I was like talking about that and then loads of people clicked it and you know that's that's not a coincidence like so much of the time people listen to you because of your lifestyle stuff and then they like will be interested in your sales content as well yeah no that's so true like that's what gets me to buy from people as well is if I see they're doing anything that's similar to like what I want to do or like relates to me I'm like okay I need to know how you've done this <laughs> yeah like I need to how to get there and I think something so powerful as well for selling is like embodying like your values and what you stand for so it's kind of like embodying your own transformation so even like say um like a thing for me was like when I saw my manifesting bundle like a few months ago I'll post like photos of my journal and be like journaling through my own like journal prompts from the bundle and then like a that made me buy it from you like oh, you, oh, yeah, you did up. buy it didn't you did yeah. you yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh yeah how funny because yeah like literally when people see you do that they're just like oh so maybe this is like really good then I need to like check it out do you know what yeah. I mean it's just yes, you know it's like you're embodying what you have to say and I think when people see you like doing your own journal prompts or like even like listen to your own podcast or something like that people are like oh well maybe yeah, I did that yesterday <laughs> I love listening to you to my own podcast it's so good isn't it yeah my boyfriend was like you are so strange like why are you listening to yourself I was like because I might have forgot some of this stuff and I shared some good tips in there like I want to you know like remember the stuff that I've said a little secret I think about coaching is so much of the content that we share is like also for us and I feel like no one has really spoken about this ever I don't think I've ever seen anyone talk about this but like so much time we create content it's also like helping us it's kind of like a lot of our most passionate content is also like a reminder to ourselves because like yeah. we're also on that same journey like we're also like still working through mindset stuff you know we've still got our own things going on and so you know so much of it can be helpful to us as well so I think that just goes to show like when you show yourself listening to it or like doing that stuff that you're talking about then that's one of the most powerful ways to sell because it you know like I said it shows that you really believe in in what you're talking about yeah I know 100% so true that's why like when I was listening to my podcast I was like I need to put this on my story to show people that like there is it like there's a point in listening to this because if I'm listening to this again like again obviously like yeah there's obviously a reason to it and like uh yeah I want I wanted to show that that I was embodying it like that I even listen to my own advice because yeah if you don't listen like people might be like well why would I listen to you if you don't even do the stuff that you say it can't be that important so without sounding like 
dead big head in. <laughs> it's like it's good advice and you need to show that it is yeah I think a big part as well of like attraction marketing is like having your values as well and like using your values to sell and I know like we touched yeah. on before you said about like being really authentic and, and things like that and I think that's such a huge part of it because like when people see you like walking the walk with these values as well and like actually not just talking about them but actually like doing it in like all aspects of your life then I feel like then they start to follow along and think actually maybe I should you know I really trust her I guess because you know I mean for me for example a big value is consistency and I have consistency in like my business in like the number of times I post things like that um you know me showing up my stories that's all consistent I also have consistency in like exercising a lot like going for walks most days like showing my showing nature like being in nature and like how much that helps me like consistency in my beliefs as well consistently investing as well like I think that's another thing Mm -hmm. it's like just all these ways that I embody consistency and I think that's when it becomes really powerful when you're not just like you know I'm a consistent business owner it's like I'm a consistent person and then like that's Mm -hmm. when people really start to believe it so I guess like do you how do you kind of like get brand values to like come across in your content and like I would say authenticity is probably a quite a big one for you isn't it yeah yeah authenticity definitely um I try I've tried to do that with my podcast so I've like I've called it CEO unfiltered because I want it to be like just real and like just like no shit and like the things that maybe people won't say so I've tried like with that and I tried to make like a big point out of that and hopefully it comes across like in that way um and then probably like through my like mainly through my coaching content so like I had like a failed launch and I made sure to write a post about it so like people could see like I'm not just gonna post about this like try and launch something and then just never speak about it again like I want to show people that I'll just like be honest about it and because there'll be loads of the people that are feeling like that but they might not want to like like um acknowledge that they're feeling that way because like no one else talks about it so yeah. Yeah, I just try and like put content out, out there maybe that I would would want to hear yeah. whilst I'm also going through that. Yeah. Um and like sharing my opinions. Like for ages I didn't really want to speak about things. Like how you said to me before, like you were really like quiet about things, about you didn't want to share your opinions. And like now you are just like, yeah, I'm just going to. Um, so like I try and make a big point of that. And like I wanted to share like my income goals, but I just thought like you're not like my income achievements but I just thought like you're not supposed to tell people that so I'm not going to because people might not want to see it and then I just kind of like let go of that and thought the right people will want to hear it and like if they don't then I don't work with them anyway Uh, and that's such a huge like money mindset thing I guess as well because like I mean I feel like it's such a taboo growing up to like talk about money and like talk about your income and like it's so weird because for now like it feels so like natural to me but even like like I'll just be like yeah like I made this much this month and I like sometimes I tell that to my friends and they're just like oh okay and I'll be like you know like do you know what I mean and I'll be like I just really openly speak about like how much I earn and I sometimes ask people like because I'll be like speaking about how they're struggling this month or something I'll be like oh like what salary you on like let's like trying to give them advice basically (laughs) and then whenever I ask people that they're just like (laughs) like no one can see because it's a podcast but my mouth like fell open and that'll literally (laughs) be like their expression like they'll just be like oh my god like what do you mean like I, they'll be so embarrassed about it and I think that's such a huge thing is like you know when we, when you move into this business coaching world like that is our whole business like is sales making money yeah. like and then you know like we said with the whole embodiment thing um you know we have to embody the things we're talking about and if you, we're out here talking about money mindset and making money and then we're not showing the money that we've made it's kind of like another disconnect 
And so like, exactly. that's the way, that's the way to get people to really, again, like really trust you. Like when they see you being transparent and like sharing your income, I think is one of the biggest ways to show you're actually like um, being honest about your figures and sharing like screenshots and stuff like that, because. Yeah, I always make sure like to back, if I'm posting about something, I'll make sure to back it up because there's just so much stuff that you see like on Instagram and you can just tell that it's just bullshit. But like, you can't obviously can't say anything, but you're like, that's not true. That's not true. And everyone can just see through it. So I think like there just needs to be a bit of realness as well, doesn't there? Yeah, 100%. And like you said, there's so much bullshit. There's so much like smoke and mirrors on Instagram with like, even just things like people saying like I hit six figures in six months or whatever and then you find out they've got like five businesses or something and then that's yeah. how and it's just so like misleading isn't it and I think so many people don't know and even like the difference between cash and sales like that's something I didn't realize for like I don't know like a year of like being not yet maybe like it's seven eight months of being a business owner I was just seeing everyone like talk about 10k months and I was like oh this must be like 10k in their account and then I heard one day someone talking about cash and sales and I was like oh like that makes so much more sense because yeah. you know even when I hit my 10k month last month like I was so clear that it was like 10k sales and the actual cash was about 8.5k I think like still still good obviously um yeah. but you know I was super clear about that and I was super clear that like you know about the distinction I think like you said not enough people are yeah no exactly I I'm always like that as well like um I had a 5k sales week in coaching but I made sure like it's it was sales like I've just yeah. secured this income for the next like however many months so mm-hmm. I've not got that now but like I, yeah because I think yeah if you if you're just starting your business as well and you see someone's doing that it's just gonna put you off it's gonna be like I'm nowhere near this like how are people doing that and they're not actually doing that they're just bending yeah. it to look like they're doing better than they are yeah and I think as well like sometimes people when they're first starting out they get really like caught up by these like shiny sales figures of like someone being like yeah. you know I've just hit 10k month like instantly like I've just hit six figures in like a few months and like people get really caught up in that and they think that that's the person they need to work with rather than like the person that they actually want to work with and I feel like this isn't really spoken about either it's kind of like the different coaches for like different levels I guess like with different specialties like my whole specialty is like helping people go full-time in their business like that's why I really want to help people with whereas yours might be obviously you've hit six figures so it's kind of like helping people scale to six figures I guess would be your whole specialty and the thing that you help people with the most so it's kind of like you know I think with that like you know people sometimes look ahead and they're just like you know if they see like a seven figure coach for example and they're like brand new starting out and people don't realize that like that's not the right person to coach them often a lot of the time because often they'll be coaching people who are like yeah also scaling seven figures or already be on multi six figures and it's completely different advice at every stage so I think that's another big thing like when you're starting out is don't necessarily be like distracted by all these shiny figures and just like go with who you actually want to work with and that's why you know that's why I love to do be authentic as well like you and have attraction marketing because like that's how we can be authentic and how people can actually connect with us rather than just you know obviously these figures are amazing but rather than just like constantly talking about them and not sharing the behind the scenes not sharing how we actually got there um I think sharing all that stuff definitely helps people connect with us more yeah no definitely and also with like how you said about a coach like you're looking at like the really high up people like sometimes Mm -hmm. it's better to work with someone that's literally just been where you are because it's going to be fresh and they can easily help like with how to get there because if someone's on like seven figures they probably started years ago and what they did then might not work now 100% like that's so true and like you said like if someone's just done that like it'll be so so fresh in their minds they'll be better able to help you um yeah 
but I think that's pretty much all I wanted to ask you thanks so much for coming on the podcast Sophia it's been such a good chat I feel like we could just talk forever definitely (laughs) I love it but just before we wrap up you know where can people find you um on Instagram and is there anything that you want people to hear about they feel like the listeners would really um be interested in that you have going on at the moment yeah, so both my Instagrams are Sophia Louisa Marketing and Sophia Louisa Coaching. Louisa is L-U-I-S-A. Everyone gets it wrong. <laughs> um, and it's Sophia, not Sophie. I get that all the time. Um, <laughs> called Sophie Louisa as well, isn't there? Or like Sophie Louise. And there's like yeah, I've seen that name somewhere and I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> Guys, that's not me. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're my Instagrams. Um, and then I am going to be bringing out a course on attraction marketing as we've just spoke about basically how I can not post for like a month but I still manage to like get clients and I've still kind of got like a uh, community and I'm also planning on a masterclass for within the next few weeks so um yeah if you just look at my stories then you'll be able to find everything on there amazing well thanks so much for coming on the podcast thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope it was exactly what you needed to hear today screenshot and share the episode to your instagram stories and tag me at soul social underscore so i can hear your main takeaways and share you with my own community and if you love this episode please leave a review so we can get the podcast out to more heart-centered entrepreneurs who need it i'll see you in the next episode bye